I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Welcome to St. Paxton. I am your Game Master, Veronica. Hey everybody, it's me, Mike Lane, and I'll be playing Todd B, the Ash Boy. I'm Steph, and I'm playing Clara Carter. Hey, it's me, Ben Stonick, and I will be playing Max Anderson. Todd, you have ascended. It's great, actually. Your body is no longer holding you down to this mortal plane, and you feel this resonance all around you as though when you move, you feel how close you are to the objects in the room, to the people. When people move around you, it's almost like sonar all around you, and you feel the full energy of St. Paxton. Am I still drugged in this situation? No, you feel so good. You feel like you've never had a broken bone. You have never thrown your back out. And I'm flying. Well, you're just not in your body anymore. Okay. You could try to fly if you wanted. I'd be much more interested in what's happening in front of me. Okay, in front of you, you see Max as he rolls sanity. Damn it. All right, how's this work yeah, again? I can see those <laughs> dice now. It's canonical. Come on, I saw, I saw, I saw our arm turn to a tree. I saw a man smile. That's scary. Come on, men don't smile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are going to roll a D100, okay. and you're going to try and roll under your sanity. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Folks, sanity, average. Like, the definition of average when you're talking about 1 to 100. Wow. <laughs> 67 over 50. All righty. feel like I really, really fucked that one up. Can I use luck points? Yes, you can, but it's times two. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, we just we just recharged our luck points. So are I we have supposed a to redo it again? Yeah. Are we supposed to recharge our luck points again? No, I'm, we're getting a big no from the from the GM. Big no's from the GM. So let's say. All right. I need seven, 14. I'm going to spend or, or wait. Does it is it meets it beats it for sanity or do I have to get absolutely under it? Meets it beats it. Okay. 67 to 50 is... Ah, shit. Ah, fuck it. Let's have fun. Yeah, take it. Bring it on. Especially, I'm holding a gun. There's a bunch of cultists in front of me. There's no one in the room that I care about if they get hurt. (laughs) 
yeah, Clara surely won't be walking in anytime soon. Well, you're talking outside. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You've just seen so many things right now. Now, you're not shaken by death itself. Even seeing these, like, horrific wounds, you've seen all of that before. These things don't phase you the way that they phase other people. However, having a little fear of dentists in general, and then also then seeing a dentist that disintegrates a really, really good friend of yours uh, right there on the spot, while a bunch of hooded teens are kneeling on the floor talking about ascension and shit, you may decide what in that room becomes a phobia for you for the next nine rounds. Mmm, okay. So, things we know that are in the room. And things that you could safely assume are in the room. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so I've, I've seen them in a dentist-like situation, so perhaps some type of medical facility, perhaps. Sure. Kind of expanded out to that, because I don't think, I don't think you'd be afraid of teens. So, I'm thinking of a, let's say, in the previous episode, Todd did not see the mirror that would be used in a dentist's ear. But was there ever a mirror over him? There was a mirror and there remains a mirror. Let's say mirrors. Okay. You watch as Todd, you know, disintegrates in front of you and then the mirror was kind of placed behind him. So it's almost like you're seeing this in double. You're seeing what's really happening in the behind him in the mirror you're seeing this reflection and it's horrifying because he is there and then all that you now see is your reflection in this like pile of ash at the bottom of this mirror and you very quickly turn away from it just avert your eyes and kind of try and stay focused on the situation at hand Todd you see as your friend seems to be suddenly afraid of something very mundane in the room. I would like to approach him. Okay, you do so. Max. You hear him. What? What's wrong? Hey, can I see him? You cannot. Uh, Todd? Yeah, yeah. Uh, buddy, I can't see you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring that part out. Okay, because you turned to ash. You know, I've seen a lot of bad things in my time, but I... That that one, in that kind of context, is new to me. Uh, But I don't know what these teens expected to happen. I thought you explode? What's going... What's happening? What do you mean, what they expected to happen? Oh, buddy. Oh, man. You're a, you're a bigger deal here than you think. And by that, I mean a cult uh, has formed around the idea that you will uh, uh, shoot fire or explode and um, worship you because they think they'll be cleansed in fire. You know, that old chestnut. Right, guys? I yell to the teens. One of the teens in particular looks up at you and says, Yeah sir 
that's right, a cult. And, um, we're gonna go, because nothing happened. Yeah, haha, take that. sucks. Take that, yeah, yeah, congratulations, there's your first lesson as an adult, blue balls happen, get out of here. So, a lot of these teens start filing out, and... Todd, you feel your energy immediately drain as these teenagers feel like perhaps you weren't this being from outer space. That maybe this was all just some kind of a big prank and you immediately feel very, very weak. I immediately yell out, stop, come back, now. One person turns around. Todd? Yes, I'm here. I knew you were real. Um, it's the tall, sandy blonde teen Sir, what can I do to serve you? Listen, I've chosen you and you alone. You need to go get the others and get them back here. As quickly as you can. What do I tell them, sir? Whatever you need to. A sacred mission. I understand. I will not fail you. So he leaves... And as he leaves, he trips over some of the dental working stuff. And you see that, like, this big mirror crashes to the floor behind you. Because, again, this is a storm cellar. There's all sorts of just nonsense junk in here. And it just sort of breaks. And there's all sorts of glass and just reflective material all over the floor. Max, in each of these little pieces of mirror you are reliving a moment that made you hardened seeing these horrific crimes against humanity just taking place and it puts you back into this this place of feeling powerless insecure but also making you feel like you need to fight for something. I will. You said the 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 kid tripped and fell and and broke the mirror. Yeah. Okay. I will pick him back up and walk with him kind of like carrying him. Talk him with us, kind of carrying him by the scruff of his neck. All right. Now you listen here. All right. There's a lot riding on this, okay? People are gonna die if you don't get those others back here, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, I won't let you down. I need you to understand something here, okay? I'm gonna put it into perspective that maybe you can understand, okay? <laughs> you are like an apostle to me. I am John the Baptist, and <laughs> and I am telling you, Todd is real. He will be back. And you need to tell everyone on this island 
that he will be back, okay? And you get those first kids back here because they're ready to believe. All right? Yes, Mr. Baptist. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Max the Baptist, yeah. All right, Max Max Anderson. It doesn't matter. My name doesn't matter. Max the Baptist. Yes, sir. My name doesn't matter. What matters is Todd's name. Todd Bartlett. Yes, the ascended one. The ascended one. That's right. That's right. And when he comes back, when he comes back, everyone needs to be ready. So I need you to get out there. Right, and he'll pull, he'll get his gun. You need to get everybody ready. Yes, yes, we we will be ready for the bath of the supernova. That's right, that's right. Because it's coming. Oh, it's coming. You feel like you really got through to this kid. Um, he looks terrified, but also uh, really zealous as well. As he runs after the other hood, hooded uh, figures. Clara, you see this kind of transpire on the lawn with Eleanor. And now the party is back together. Max, where's Todd? I I brought Eleanor. He has... Ascended? Ah! Who said that? Todd? Where are you? So, you know what your special skill is? It's something kind of like that. Oh, God. Oh, God, it's happening. Oh, no. We're just going to all take a deep breath. Um, it's just like Todd, are you said. invisible? It's just like Do you see monsters? Oh, God. Please watch your eyes. Uh, like, oh, this is all my fault. I shouldn't have left you alone. We have to have a plan. Eleanor, darling, darling, come here, come here, come here. Look at me, look at me, Eleanor, okay? You just need to go home now. Thank you for all your help. No, I can't go home. I'm going, I'm going to fix this. I'm (laughs) fixing this right now, the way that I can... I'll jump. Jump? No. Yes. Wait, no. I will jump. Wait, don't... Jump where, Eleanor? I'll fix everything. Everything is going to be fine. And Eleanor grabs Clara's face and kisses her on the cheek. I will fix this. Everything is going to be just fine. Maybe if you jump too, we can jump and if we go, if we go into the water and the water will cleanse us all, maybe that's how we can get Todd back. You want to jump the water into the water because what extinguishes fire water, we can't let him continue to be in the air or lack of oxygen. Yeah. Okay. But please stop talking to me, sir. Um, we, we, we have to jump. I want to roll psychology <laughs> on on Eleanor, just to Absolutely. make just to make sure what what, what we're dealing with here. Because what if, right? Ah, hard success twenty on the nose. You have seen some people in times of trauma before, and you know what it looks like when someone is um, not thinking rationally, and it seems like she is just jumping to the first possible thought in her mind, which for her may mean like jumping into water. You don't know if that means from a cliff. You don't know if it means wading into a pool. Um, You have no idea, but it's probably not a great idea for her to even be near water. Okay, Eleanor, I need you, like, I, I see where your head's at with the fire and the water. I think you're 
You're trying to help and I really appreciate it. But right now, right now, what we just need to do is slow down. I It happens to me all the time too. We just need to slow down. And what we need to do is, this is a thing that, that myself, I'm an old friend of Clara here, okay? We're old buddies, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm here to help them, okay. And this is but clearly this is something crazy going on, right? This is crazy, oh, right? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. I don't know why you brought this to me. Exactly. We thought he was just sick, but there's something else going on. So what we need you to do is to just, just, just take a deep breath, and and this helps me out. This helped me out a lot too. I've been through a lot that I could not control, things that were beyond my scope of handling, and realize that this is one of those times. And it's okay to not have an answer for this because maybe someone else does and maybe it doesn't need an answer right now. What it needs is just slow it down, just kind of bring it back to yourself, and, and whatever you do, don't don't hurt yourself. Okay. Uh, Mr. Voice, Sir Todd. Yeah. Uh, it's so unsettling when you speak. Um <clears throat> I I think I know who you might need to see. To, you know, get your body back. Who might that be? Um, it's that doctor, the, the foreign doctor that, that came. Um, oh God, um. Mason? Yes. Oh. That's it. Or, or, different thought. Uh, Jonathan Crandall. Um, okay. he helped me when I was invisible, and excuse me. Okay, wait, Clara. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she means like in um, a metaphorical sense. I. Oh. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just feeling, feeling, uh, yeah, unnoticed or something. But he he helped me in a, a situation. Um. Maybe that's a better idea than Dr. Mason. Mr. Okay, Mr. Crandall. Yeah, yeah. I I know where he's at. Um, oh, that's good news. Where yeah. Where is he? Um. Well, the last time that I was helping, you know, as a doula, um, he was with a Mr. Watley. <sighs> so I think that he was staying, like, on the premises there. Uh, Watley's premises? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, cool. I, I feel like I keep giving you solutions, hey. and you keep saying, no, no, not that solution. Elnor, no, listen, it's, you're it's, doing, it's you're doing great. It's fine. You're, yeah. Um. This is actually extremely helpful information, because we would not have figured that out otherwise. So, Eleanor... Despite the groans of my companions here, we are very appreciative. Okay, I'm gonna go home. 
Yes, I recommend. Goodbye. Here's what I do when I when back back in my my time. Listen, look at me. I'm a military man, okay? I've seen some crazy things in my time. So that's this is exactly what I do. I just went back to my bunk or when I got home from my tour of duty and I simply just took a minute, collected myself, perhaps watch a silly thing on the TV. Just take your mind off things and then just simply lay down, take no medicine, just only drink water, okay? Because right now Watch. you're not in a good headspace to perhaps be messing around with even the simplest of Tylenol, right? Or the simplest of aspirins. You never know what's going to happen when you're in a... You think, oh, I take more. No, don't take any. Just lay down and simply empty your mind as you lay in your bed and you will eventually fall asleep. And then tomorrow, guess what? Guess what? None of this will have happened. You don't have to think about this anymore. I promise you that. You don't have to think okay. about this anymore. Thank you. I'm I'm going to go home and take care of my son. Um Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you have a son. Just spend some time with your son. Yeah. If you yeah, think about yeah. thinking about this again, everything that happened tonight, remember your son. And you remember you don't want to get involved with this anymore. Just let it go. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. So, she walks off. Let me know if you guys do or anything else with her. I will watch just to make sure she's walking towards her house and gets in the door okay. Okay, roll spot hidden. 60 out of 25, so... Okay. She gets home, no problem. Everyone... Is uh, where they're supposed to be. Okay. Well, well. Hopefully, she follows my recommendations. We've done all we can. Yeah. So. Okay. So, there's some immediately fascinating things happening. Okay. Yeah, no off, shit. You're talking. You're a I, fucking voice in the air. You're invisible. What the I, fuck? I don't have a, a body. So how am I vibrating Wait. my vocal cords to generate the sound that you're hearing? And how Wait. am I hearing you? Nerd! What? Why? Do, why don't you have a body? Did, you didn't just turn invisible. It, it um. What? It uh. How do you say? Crumbled to ash. Your yeah, the whole explosion thing kind of yeah. Contr- to ash. Okay. Okay. I would like to go and collect that ash, please. Uh. Hmm. It could be useful. Uh, hmm. Okay. Did did you guys hear that? Did you do you hear anytime Twiggy wants to speak, Clara just kind of has this like noise come out of her and that's uh that's what happens. Oh boy, two disembodied what? voices. Was that? Uh okay. So that was I'm Twiggy. That was Twiggy. Um the, the thing you were talking about earlier. Yes, the twig that saved my life and everyone's life. Remember, somewhat oh. at the expense of you, Todd. Um, so Twiggy wants the ash. That seems well. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, Twiggy. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I, I'll tell you what. If we. Uh, 
minus a small amount for science, obviously. If we don't need it to, let's say, restore me, you can have it all. Okay. Can we go get it? I think that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, I guess we could gather it okay. up. But uh, yeah, let's get look. Twiggy, we're going to... We're going to save it for this uh, Mr. Crandall wizard. Maybe he needs it. If he doesn't need it, oh, there you go. Okay. You get to the storm cellar, and Max is unable to walk inside. There's just too much glass, too much mirror on the ground. I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll stay lookout out here. Y'all, y'all, y'all do your thing in there. Y'all... Um, Do your thing. Okay. Yeah. Good, I'm dressed like a cop. Thinking. I'll be like, oh, you can't come over here. <laughs> yeah, get on the ground. <laughs> okay. That's actually very helpful. As you walk into the storm cellar, you see someone sitting in the chair. It's that old dentist. So I guess only Todd would recognize him. But there is a dentist who is naked and just smearing Todd's ash all over his kind of a sweaty body. And he just seems to be aroused (laughs) by all of this. Hey, uh, buddy. I can hear him. I can hear him really Oof, yeah we can gross. both hear him and i can mm, see you gross. I am... dentist guy look Ugh! stop the man shoots out of the chair it is an incredibly awkward situation to walk into because he is covered in your ash and he is aroused he is erect he is enjoying himself very much while bathing in the ash of the ascended uh, sir so i'm not going to ask what you're doing right now but i would love to hear what you did to me um okay let me just get a towel and he walks over and grabs a, a little hoodie and he just ties it, but around the front. So that's draping in the front, but it's just all ass in the back. And he sits down in a different chair and he starts explaining to you all of these weird science things. Um, and so Clara, this really rises above what you know, um, even just Period. I mean, he's saying words and not making any sense. Uh, But Todd, he's speaking to you in this weird science speak. And he tells you that he inserted all of these, um, these chips into your teeth. Because what he found was that whenever just from historical records. I found that any time that you had, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> uh, you shouted, you know, uh, you, you were too, you, you were too overwhelmed. So what we did is we, we put all of these precious metals into your mouth um, and it weighed everything down so you couldn't shout. And so, um, you know, just very peacefully, you were able to relieve yourself of of, of this body, and um, perhaps you will choose another. 
killed my friend. Is that what you're saying? No. Well, I'm not dead, so no. He's not (sighs) dead, and he will give life to all. That's strangely accurate, but not really the point. So, I don't know. I haven't really tried touching anything. And I want to... I'll touch him on the on the shoulder. What is your intent? To see what happens. Roll power. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is what I like to say is basic science, simple observation. That is 82 out of 65. You had intended just to see what this could be. But you're really overwhelmed by the amount of possibility that's just occurring right now. And you could be in this body right now if you wanted. You kind of come to this realization that there is no more Todd Bartlett. There is only the Ascended One. And... The Ascended One must choose a vessel. And this seems like an appropriate vessel. It is covered in the ash of the former body of Todd. And as you leave your hand just sitting on his shoulder, you start absorbing all of this knowledge of dentistry and end of the order of the supernova and if you continue to touch him and you don't let go of him you may need to let me know um yes as soon as this information starts coming I'm going to leave my finger on his shoulder because I would like to know more about the order Clara You see as this man is just sort of looking at you because you're the only focal point in the room. And he just starts nodding his head very, very quickly. And he gets really woozy and, you know, steadies himself on his chair. Um, And you see this growing underneath the hoodie. And he says, take it all. Take it all. And you watch as his body becomes more and more rigid and dry. And you don't see anything else happening. But then you just watch as his two eyes fall out of his head and roll onto the floor against your shoes. And his tongue just like falls out of his mouth followed by all sorts of like blood and viscera and he just continues to pour out his organs Todd you learn that the order of the supernova is a group that is interested in finding the bath of the supernova being able to create a place where power exists infinitely 
And the way that they believe that power can exist infinitely is to contain and to hold the supernova. And they think that Todd Bartlett is the first supernova, the first exploding star. And because you continually repeat it's almost as though that supernova just gets bigger and bigger each time. So instead of it being just one, well, now it's hundreds of them, but they all happen at once. And so with this weird science that they have um, perfected, you didn't explode. And now you must be contained somewhere on the island. And their job will be to find the bath of the supernova and draw you to that pool so they can all eventually bathe and share your power. You also learn how to do a perfect root canal. Um, You've always been really interested in dentistry in general, because why would anyone put their fingers inside someone's mouth? But it all makes sense now and you feel so motivated to continue good dental hygiene in whichever vessel you choose next and you're about to like try and find some more information about you know possible inventions that he's thought of that maybe you could capitalize on but then you realize that it's all gone everything is missing and you look down and there is nothing but this husk of uh, maybe it's like a, a sack of skin. It doesn't even look like human anymore. It just looks like an old mummified sack. And you see Clara as she is rolling sanity because she's just watched this person evaporate in front of her, really. Oh, wow. I don't think I should have done that well on that sanity roll. That's three out of 95. I do want to say, though, as soon as the eyeballs hit my feet, I am going to start backpedaling out of this uh, basement as quickly as possible because Clara has experienced eye horror in her past and it just freaks her out. Okay. As soon as the eyeballs hit your tennis shoes or whatever shoes you're wearing, you try to move back, but Twiggy says, But we haven't even gotten the ash yet. Don't you think that's important is to get the ash? I just have to get away. Did you you just see that? I saw it, and I think that maybe we could benefit from that. You know, maybe just reach in and grab a little ash. His eyes popped out, Twiggy. Uh, whoops. Whoops. Yeah, um... What what just happened? You know, I'm not 100% sure, but I, like, absorb knowledge, and 
it was really incredible and I learned a lot. By the way, we should be flossing more. But secondly, <sighs> apparently if I do that too long, that happens. I, I don't even have words for that right now. I just... Soup. Oh my god, that's... Jerky. I don't know. Shut up, Todd. Just just shut up for once. <laughs> you, you absorbed him! <laughs> I, 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 Do you try to comfort Clara or... Uh, I'm, I'm really just super analyzing everything that's happening. So I'm in like full scientist mode. So the emotions of people are of no consequence or concern of mine. Okay. Clara continues to like push backwards. Uh, but before you can leave, you do need to make a power check to see if you can overcome Twiggy's will to go back and retrieve some of the ash. Nice. 69 out of 95. Okay. Twiggy is really putting up a fight, but you are resolved. You are not touching that. You're not going back in and you just walk right up the stairs. At that point, Max, you see Clara kind of coming out of the cellar and she is shaken oh hey whoa whoa Rosie hey what's going on I just I just had to get out of there it was there's there's a man down there oh that weird old dentist guy yeah I guess he was still down there what's what happened uh Todd absorbed him and his his eyes fell out it was Oh no! Oh. I just, I just couldn't stop thinking about how much that hurt and how that felt, and I, I just had to get out of there. I, Todd didn't seem concerned that he. <laughs> well, he is kind of disembodied right now. I don't think he really <sighs> is thinking about that stuff right now. But it's hey, hey, it's okay. It's gonna be okay. You're not in there anymore. You don't gotta look at it. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, um, do we need the ash? Because I... I don't think I can go back down there. I really think we should get some. Twiggy <sighs> really wants the ash. I don't... Twiggy! <laughs> Twiggy! Come on! Do we... Re- Come on! What are you going to use the ash for? Because if we have the ash of a god, then we have oh? the power of a god. Hmm... Oh, Todd, Todd's not a god. <laughs> he's, he's just Todd's Todd. a dude that wears Ed Hardy and like <laughs> is a nerd. He's, it's just my well, my dungeon. Todd master. is also he's... a guy that absorbed all of the knowledge of a mortal in about seven seconds. So I don't know. Seemed pretty godlike to me. I mean, I, I can turn invisible. I'm not a god. That's I, I've never seen that. Well, technically, you can't. Because it's 
invisible. <laughs> bad, gotcha. bad she's joke. got you there, Sorry. Twiggy. She's, no, she's Sorry. got... No, no, no. <laughs> Rosie, you make a good point. <sighs> she's got you there, Twiggy. Yeah. How are you supposed to see it if it's an invisible thing? Please, Twiggy, calm down about the ash, okay? There's a lot going on. There's human feelings happening. Oh, well. <sighs> okay. Rosie, Twiggy... I can go in there and get the ash and get Todd to come out because he's just, oh, I'm floating, I'm a crazy, invisible ghost god, whatever. I'll go it's in, get accurate. the ash, and okay, that way great, you, you, great. you, yeah, whoever get right, you don't care who gets it as long as you get it, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Chill out, Twiggy. Christ, we're getting the fucking ash already. Rosie, Thank just you. stand guard. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Of course. Any anything for my Rosie. All right, I'm going in there. I'll just, yeah. So I will walk down into the storm cellar and into the room. You walk into the room and there is some ash left on the dentist's chair. Is there any sort of containers nearby? Yeah, there's like a little spit tray. You could grab that. Hey, uh, Todd, I assume you're still in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, you gotta be, uh, more gentler with, uh, Rosie, okay? Well, I... I apologize. It was... Well, I don't know what I'm doing. I, uh, I, I understand. Hey, I totally get it. You're, you... Hey, I'm just talking to the air. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either, right? <laughs> so... But just... Try to stay aware of what you're doing. <laughs> As best you can. That's all I'm asking. She's pretty screwed up out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, since you're here, uh, yeah. there are some things that I would love if you could pick up for me. Because I'm actually not really sure. Can I pick things up? Okay, don't pick up anything important. I reach down and try to pick up the hoodie off of the old man. You are unable to pick up the hoodie. Okay, yeah, so I can't pick anything. So, a couple of things I need from you, Max. Uh, I think it would be very important to get this ash as well as any dental tools. Okay, I'm going to get the ash, but here's the thing. Did you see my shorts I'm wearing? All right, I can't really carry a lot of dental equipment in these hot pants. I feel very... I feel very exposed and alarmed in a way seeing um, all this stuff on the floor. I'm just going to think about it as stuff right now. I've, I've seen... Okay, I, normally you say I've seen worse. I've seen about the same. I have not seen worse. This is pretty gnarly. Uh, but uh, I don't have a lot of room for dental equipment. We'll buy you new dental equipment. Because okay, it turns out... Like one pick? Just one. I could do a lot with Buddy, I am not putting a tooth picky thing that Dennis used in my hot pants. They, there's not a lot of cloth here, buddy. All right? Listen, I know I'm not one to go out on dates or whatever, so you think, oh, maybe the, the don't use it, he lose it. No, not the case, okay? I enjoy having my things in place. So no picks, no nothing. We're going to get your ash. I'm going to put it in this little jar here for spit. What a freaky dentist, man. What, you keep it spitting in the jar? What a little freak. Anyway, yeah, I, we're not getting any dental. We'll buy you new dental equipment because uh, I meant to, okay, okay. I was going to tell this when we all got together, but like, 
Here's the thing, the police aren't trying to kill us. It's It was this order people trying to get you to explode. Well, I do have some additional intelligence. So it appears that there are members of the order within the police department, and they might have conspired to kind of kick that all off. Ah, there it is. There it is. Okay, so now... Hmm. And these seem just like a weird little sect. Ah, man. Ah, shit. All right, well, let's get this ash, and we'll figure it out as we go. Okay. Now well, we'll... I think that I should wait to see if uh, that boy returns. Okay. You want to wait? Okay, yeah. I kind of forgot that I told him to come back. I was kind of... I got a little heated there. Felt a little, ooh, wartime shit. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, if he finds just a, the dentist in a pile of um, human stuff, mm. maybe, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> what do you, okay, do, do you actually want to wait? Because I feel like me and Rosie need to be doing stuff. This Twiggy thing is gonna, it's getting really pushy about this ash. Because hmm. like, clearly you'd be fine if we left you here, but I don't know if that's a good idea. It's like, who's, who's going to kill you? You're a fucking uh, ethereal. Okay, well, uh, to maybe help, can you write unfaithful, just on oh. off the body, on the floor, oh. and, and then it'll appear somehow justified, and I can still maybe possibly rely on these teens. I like where your head's at. And here's what I'm going to do. Does he have any... Bl- Does this weird sack of bo- uh, uh, bones and skin have any blood left? Uh, yeah, there's like some goop. So if, to describe this a little bit better, this mm-hmm. looks like a wet cicada carcass. Like, you know, they're on the on screen door. That's what that kind of looks like. Just a real big human-sized wet cicada carcass. Hmm. I don't know if we got enough blood here to write on Faithful, but what if... And, uh, oh man, this is, this is gnarly. This is really... I picked this up in my uh, travels. What if we used his skin to spell unfaithful on the ground? I'm just saying, Todd... Would, is that even more hardcore than blood? I mean, it would certainly convey the message. Okay, because I think he's got enough skin for me to, like, spell it out. Like, not, like, big, like, bold comic sans like I would want to, but maybe maybe a bit, like, normal, and then we could see his, like, bones and stuff. And then... Well, I mean, we could just carve it into him, too. Oh, there we go. We'll use the dentist pick and carve it in there. Oh, so now you want to take it. I see I see. No, I want to... Oh, my God, Todd. I'm just saying it's a very useful tool. All right, okay. I'm getting some inspiration, Todd. What if also we use these mirror pieces to have it like... Like, we put some, like, the weird, like, body goop and use it as glue and use, like, the dentist glue for, like, putting in crowns and put little pieces of mirror everywhere in the room and that way, everywhere it looks, it says the word unfaithful. Because you're a science guy. You get reflections and, and, and angles and shit. I don't know. Just tell me where exactly to put it. And then everywhere these kids look, they go, oh, shit, it just says unfaithful. 
Man, that'll be... That's what's up. Yes, and it would encourage self-reflection, which, of course, would aid in what we're trying to convey. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So I will take the dentist pick, carve into the skin. Oh, they muttering to himself, oh, this takes me back to my time overseas. Oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, the things I used to do to those bodies back there, I tell you. Man, and they were yanking to yell at me. Oh, what? Oh, oh, I can't. I keep thinking I'm alone in this room here. Oh, Todd, I got up to some shenanigans. Um, some shenanigans that may or may not be considered war crimes. But luckily, we live in a pocket universe, so no one cares, right? So, okay, I'm carving in the body here. And I take the time. Actually, before I put all the mirror pieces up, Todd, uh, uh, let's, uh, let's, I'm going to tell Rosie what we're doing. Not the gory details. I'm going to give her the ash. Maybe her and Twiggy can do something with the ash while we, yeah. We're, what I'm saying is we're going to leave, I'm going to tell her we're leaving an elaborate note. For the little kid, for when the teens come back. We're not going to elaborate because she she did not like anything she saw before and she would definitely not like this. You get a sense that Todd is nodding. Yeah, I feel feel like there's a breeze in the air like you're nodding. I love it, Todd. Okay, I'm going to do that and then I'm going to come back in and we're going to figure out this mere thing while her and her weird Twiggy friend are going to look at this ash. Maybe they can do something with it because I just, I just, buddy... It seems that this is all the ash we got. This is not enough for a body, so let's just give it to the weird twig thing so we can, uh, I don't know, help us. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I go back outside. Ah, Rosie! Hey, how's it How's it going? It's there? going great. I got the ash, um, but, oh, we, but Todd reminded me that, we, that those teens are coming back. So what we wanted to uh, do is we wanted to leave them like a, an elaborate note down there saying what they need to do and all this kind of stuff. So it's going to take a minute because Todd wants to do it in a specific way since they apparently worship him. So he wants to <laughs> make it feel like him. But I yeah. have this ash. If you and Twiggy want to... There wasn't enough ash left to make a body if that was what we were hoping. So if this is what Twiggy huh. wants, here you go. And I hand it over. Sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go back in there and, f- and finish up what, what the, the fun arts and crafts project me and Todd are doing. Do not come in there. Uh, you will not like it. Yeah, I'll, I'm good staying out here. <laughs> Perfect. I love to hear it. Let us know if someone comes up, though. Oh, yeah, keep, yeah. Keep an we'll, eye out. We'll keep watch. Please do. All right. I go back into the uh, just absolute nightmare room. All right. So we prepare the message. Yes, we do. The, we yes, we do. The, we do the nasty, awful thing that we discussed. Great, and so it is done. Where are you off to next? As after you reunite with Clara, I guess we should go to Crandall's, because even though we don't have enough ash for a body, maybe he can figure out a way to get him one or make one. Well, out maybe of magic. he has like a resurrection spell or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. He had spells. Um, kind of sucks that he's at Watley's, but at least we know where to find him. I think I will see if he's alone, so that way at least we could talk to him without being disturbed. That sounds okay. great. Wait, hey, uh, have you tried, like, moving really fast? Try running real fast. 
Um, no, actually, I have not tried that. I would like to run. Roll power. Fuck. <laughs> Ooh, 58 out of 65. Okay. How fast do you want to run? I would say about 25 miles an hour. Okay. So that way I can't accidentally touch someone and have terrible results. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. God damn it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) all right so you run and it takes you i would say like three minutes to get to watley's estate i will step through the gate okay Uh, In the distance, you see Watley, and he seems to be taking a large bucket, probably. Uh, You know that he has, like, pigs and things as well. And he's taking a bucket to a barn. I will follow him. Okay. I'll follow him until I see he's just doing something very mundane, in which case I will leave him and search for Crandall. So, um, you... You follow Watley to this pigsty, and you see that he puts a bunch of slops into this trough, and there are piggies all around. And he takes one of the small piggies and kind of scoops it up. It's like, I don't know, big enough to like carry but it would be like a really big dog it would be really you know unwieldy so he grabs one up and he starts walking toward the barn and this barn has several locks on it um, and he lifts up his hand to the barn and these locks just open and the chains sort of fly up and gently rest down on the ground he pulls his hand back and the door opens. He turns around, and you may choose now whether or not you go into the barn. I will step forward and peek inside. You peek inside, and there is a barn with several stalls. There's farming equipment in there. And then at the very back, it's almost like there is a train car inside of this barn. And it is locked with a bunch of chains and things as well. So after Watley unlocks this, does he just stand there? Do you go inside of the barn? Or do you stay outside of the barn? Because he's going to close the door behind him. Gotcha. Uh, I will go inside. Okay. You go inside the barn, and Watley turns around, and it's almost like he's looking at you. And he pulls the barn door closed, and you hear from the outside all of these locks and mechanisms kind of clicking into place. And then he walks over to this train door. He lifts up a hand, and you see all of these locks come undone as well. There are no keys or anything. Just padlocks. 
And they open up and they gently fall to the ground. And you watch as he slides the door with what looks just like motions from his hand, but not actually touching anything. And you see him take this pig over to the to the car. And he takes a deep breath and the pig starts squealing uncontrollably. And it is trying to get loose, but whatever Watley was using to control the doors and the locks, he's now using to wield this pig. And he pushes the pig into the train car. And you hear, feel, and see as the back of this train car starts to creak. And something comes forward and the pig is screaming. And then suddenly the pig is not screaming. And there's just a wet crunch. I'd like to back out of the barn now. I'm sure you would. But unfortunately, as you get to the edge of the barn, you are unable to push yourself through the wood. And you actually hear this boom as you push back against the doors and the chains hit on the other side. And Watley turns around and looks in your direction. Who's there? Nicholas, how's it going? Who is there? Oh, it's Todd. Sorry, I thought you just recognized my voice. No, Todd. I don't recognize you. Because you're not here, I can't see you. Where are you calling from, Todd? Where are you now? Uh, well, I don't actually know the answer to that, um, which is why I was looking for Jonathan Crandall, who I heard was here. Well, not specifically in the barn, but on your estate. Why are you looking for Jonathan Crandall? Uh, because I thought he could call me back from wherever I am currently. Where are you currently? Well, for all intents and purposes, to me, in a barn. Well, let's see if you're actually in a barn. Brother. You see as this hideous monstrosity reaches out and emerges, putting two hands on either side of the train car door this massive creature pushes itself out of this train car. And while it looks like a humanoid, it is probably the size of maybe 10 or 12 very large men. It's huge. It has enormous muscles all about it. 
and you remember something. You remember a feeling that you had at Leo's when the lights went out by the ice cream shop. And you feel like you're in that exact same place. And this creature looks up and however you think you exist and you feel, this thing makes eye contact with you. And you feel that very real sensation of acknowledging one thing to another, one entity to another through visual contact. And all of its eyes blink. And it begins to come toward you very quickly. Hey, the Nicholas, I'm not sure this is a great idea. What isn't a great idea? Uh, well, last time I think I ran into this thing, uh, reset and, uh, you know, snap fashion. Uh, I, I don't want to do that. Well, what makes you think that you will? Because if, because <laughs> if I'm understanding this predicament the way that I think it's going, you've lost your body and the order has achieved their first objective and here we will make bath of the supernova and i will share in your power i would like to persuade nicholas that because I now I know what they were trying to do, and it did not go according to plan. Ah, okay, great. I got a three out of 70, so very extreme success. How do you persuade Nicholas that this is the incorrect path or timing for the bath? Nicholas, Nicholas, um, I know, I, I know what you're talking about, and it was not successful. They did something to my jaw, and it didn't work, and I got uh, disconnected from my body, but my body still exists, and I do not think that this is the exact same thing. I think they went wrong, because they were very concerned about it. They all immediately ran off to do some sort of meeting, seance or something. You've convinced me. I... I'm a logical person. I'm not your enemy. But, um... But my brother, on the other hand... He just... He doesn't see eye to eye with me, and... You know, siblings. He's seen very eye to eye with me. Yeah... The next thing you know, the monstrous brother is on top of you, and you feel your ethereal body being trapped 
like not like in the barn, but being trapped and squeezed by the monstrous brother. And you see as this gaping hole in his stomach begins to open up and he wants to absorb you. One last thing I'd like to try. Mm-hmm. I would like to try to get away and take Nick's body. <laughs> yeah, boy! Yeah, boy! <laughs> That's very smart. Yeah. Try it. Roll power. Oh, God. Oh, actually, let's uh, let's get you out of this body snatch. Um, also, just, dude, blow all your luck. I don't care. <laughs> pretty much. Uh... You need to roll either a strength or a dexterity to get out of this, get out of the clutches. All right. I think strength is my best choice. Okay. 76 out of 80. So that is a regular success. Okay. Can I increase that (laughs) with luck? You, you sure can try. All right. Uh, what did you roll? 76. Okay, you will need to expend 13 luck points. Oh, done. <laughs> okay. Um, so the monster feels like he really has you, and you begin to feel whatever it is that you are being sucked into him, but you use every bit of strength both mentally and physically that you've ever had and you push just like you pushed out of the dentist chair and away from him and it's almost as though you have floated away and you use your very quick speed to hop over to Nicholas Watley and are you going to take his body yes okay because I have a feeling that his brother might not eat him. I'll have a hostage of sorts. So you grab onto Nicholas, who is going to try to dex his way away from you as soon as he feels a touch. So as soon as he, as soon as you touch him, he pulls away from you and you feel the monstrous brother kind of coming towards you as well. You have one more opportunity You may choose dexterity or power. If you choose power, this is an irreversible switch. So you will become the body of Nicholas Watley. I think that's the best choice. Okay. It's power it is. Whoa! That's 17 out of 65. Not quite enough for a hard success. Which is 13. Do you want to... Push spend it to a hard success. Yeah, you know, spend I will spend four points more just to make it a hard success. Okay. You clamp both of your hands under Watley's jaws, and he opens his mouth to scream, and you just jam your head into his mouth, and you push yourself into the body of Nicholas Watley. And there is this crazy internal struggle where you are both screaming and fighting to sustain control of this body. But eventually, 
you are the victor and you have taken over the body of Nicholas Watley. The monstrous brother recoils from you and puts himself into the back cage of the train car and you feel a heavy burden to take care of your monstrous brother to ensure that he remains safe and protected but also to protect the inhabitants of St. Paxton Island from the appetite of your brother. And with that, I will raise a hand and try to redo all the locks. Roll power. You'll need an extreme success here. Oh. Yeah, I don't feel like using 30 points of luck for that. I will walk over and shut the door to the train. Okay. And manually clasp the locks. Okay. You pull out a pocket watch and you kind of just take note of the time, knowing that you'll need to be back up here at sunrise to feed him again. I'm going to look at my hands, my new hands, for a moment. And I will walk over to the barn door and try once again to undo the locks. Okay, roll power. 48 out of 65. Okay. You are able to feel the locks kind of move and shake, but without that extreme success, you don't unlock those. All right. I will, having moved it a little bit, I will expend the remaining luck points to make that successful. So you expend this luck and you are able to learn the locking and the unlocking spell. It takes a lot longer than a few minutes for you to get back to your friends. And do your friends get concerned? Because it's been about 45 minutes. Yeah, I would start to get concerned. Max, do you have that pager thing? Maybe we should... We should call Bellamy and Edward and have them meet us over at Watley's. Yeah, or maybe, oh, something we maybe should have thought before we sent him over there was go back to the home base. Maybe Alaria has a camera on the Watley farm. Oh. Ah, shit. Ah, yeah, that's a, that's a oopsie. That, hey, that's on, that's you know, on all of us. That, that's on all of us. That's fair. That's <laughs> Uh, so I this say, seemed like I, a good idea. <laughs> so I, I'm going to hit the button. If it's a pager, cool. It looks like a walkie-talkie to me, so maybe we might be able to just talk to him. 
And maybe oh, we cool. can just ask right here, so that way if he comes back, we're not like, oh, mysteriously gone. Because we're still in our costumes. We're still in our disguises, you know? And no one's right. going to think we're, we're... We're blending in out here. <laughs> so, right. uh... Yeah, of course. What, what, what? What are you laughing at? I don't understand. No, uh, anyway. Nothing. Those are great shorts. That's, that's all. Thank you. And I will hit the button on the, the communicator device. A few seconds later, a voice comes through. And it sounds similar to, to what you had heard in Clara's office. Uh, but, of course, it's over these communicators that you're not quite sure like what the frequency is or anything. Um, but a voice comes through and says, Yes? Hello, who is... Hel- Hello, is this like a drive-through talky thing? Hello, who is this? <laughs> no, it's not a drive-through talky. Do you need help? Uh, who? I just need to know who is this. Is this Alaria? Yes. How did oh. you get this? Ah. <laughs> uh, Nighthawk gave it to us in case you know, we 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 went out uh, to do some stuff uh. to get Todd some medicine and um. Several twists have happened since huh. then. I see. What so, happened? Uh, well, <laughs> we'll catch you up later. Right now, what we need to know is... Do you have cameras on um, the Watley farm? Um, probably. I would need to go through the database to find uh, where exactly. Okay, so quick sum up, and we'll, we will tell you all the little fun details when we get back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Todd is now ethereal and he perhaps went beyond the realm of human speed to the Watley farm to see if a wizard lives there. Again, I will tell you the details later. <laughs> oh my goodness. Things have progressed. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the plan. You, you two come back. We'll regroup with everyone and um and then we'll we'll go from there that sounds great okay wasn't sure if you had a camera ready to look because he went to find said wizard of course i'm a little concerned i'll be looking by by you perhaps by the time you you walk back um i'll i'll have found it so oh good he's been missing a while so, yeah, he w- yeah he's been gone for like almost an hour. Ethereal though, so um, would I be able to see him on the? Thing? Um, no, but like, I mean, is he a shimmery wisp? I mean, look for Watley. Like, if anything bad happened, I'm sure he would have been involved. So maybe if he's doing something, yeah, nefarious, okay. you know. I can absolutely look up everything for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, darling. All right, we're going to hang up now. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Over. Oh, oh, shit, it is walking. Over. (laughs) Over. Okay, so I guess, I mean, that's what I would assume if we aren't here or in the the basement to which you do not go into, Rosie. Um, If we're not in either of these places, he would just go to that place. So... Yeah, yeah that, let's just head back. That makes sense. As you walk back, the person on the other end of 
the communication walkie-talkie, places it on her desk and picks up the phone. She dials a few numbers and then the voice says it's happened. Watley caught him (laughs) and the bath is ready. They just told me. I don't know how they got it. I gave it to my sister to get a hold of me in case she needed me. I'm not sure why she would give them this. I'm on my way to Watley's now. And that's where we're going to call it. Son of a beasting! How dare you! How oh dare God. you! Dude, Stacy and Fred are gonna be like, what did you guys do? <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, both of you. We have um, we have f- fucked it all up. <laughs> Stacy especially, she's gonna come back and Mosano Lago's blown up. That seemed like such a long show ago that Mosada Laku uh, went up in flames. God. Oh my God. I have what to take have a What have we knee. done? I, we I have to. Yeah. We, we have, have to. Take I, can't even, I can't even. I can't even comprehend. I can't. I can't even discuss anything. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm putting on a knee pad and I'm slamming it to the ground. <laughs> this episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Promenade our opening and closing theme for Season 2 of Welcome to St. Paxton. Find him on Twitter, at PotentiallyRob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at MaybeHiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at TypicalVeronica. Mike is at OneGamingLane. Fred is at IThinkImFred. Steph is at StarlitFirefly. And you can find me at DefinitelyStacy. And of course, you can look up the newest cast member, Ben, at Ben Stonic. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. The podcast art was created by Evan Mitchell. You can find out more about their ventures on the podcast For Whom the Dice Roll. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast has stumbled upon during the recording? Head on over to our website at www. CAFpodcast.com and click on the link labeled The Show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com/slash CAFpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Inc. shows, such as Inks and Issues. Cast of Thrones, or Transformation Sequence. Well, I don't know about you, but that episode kind of uh, warped my brain a little bit. Hopefully it warped yours as well, and uh, 
can tell you one other thing that warps my brain quite regularly is the fact that we have some incredible, incredible support from our listeners, including people like William Sichelski, who, William, you're a patron, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that, how much the cast appreciates that. We like to think that we put out a quality product and seeing support from you or, or even just anyone on Twitter, it means the world to us. So thank you so much. Mike, I think that you could probably tell us best what happened in the last episode. Last time on Welcome to St. Paxton, turns out that Todd was less a firecracker and more of a snake. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be it. Please make that. That is all. Damn it. Make that the thing. I can't believe. <laughs> Don't re-record it. I can't, Perfect. I can't believe our first bootleg merch is going to be fireworks. And that's that's <laughs> actually great. I love that. Yeah, I'm actually pretty happy about that. Yeah. What do snakes cost to, to create? Like 10 cents? Oh my God. If that. So oh my the question God. is, like, in the game, did we have, like, the little death things? Like, you know, Todd tried to swim in lava or something. Like, <laughs> Todd was consumed by a fever. <laughs> Todd had Todd had a lot of dental work done. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. All right. All right. I, I love it when a rule book is like, actually refer to this part of the rule book. Like, why don't you go fuck yourself? How about that? This is this is, this is the meta game that Max is playing. Like, if I just annoy the GM enough with the sanity <laughs> roll, perhaps it will simply be ignored. <laughs> well, I'm not doing that. So you see, he he stops and he shoots out of the chair. I mean, dude is like 100% erect and <laughs> so sorry. He's standing up very straight. <laughs> the dude my, is... man, my man's got ash for lube. He loves it. He loves it. He can't get enough of it. And he walks over and grabs a, a little hoodie and he ties the hoodie around the front. <laughs> Does he have like a glass of milk? Is this full dead like me? Or is that like, it's like fucking Michael C. Hall. He's got like a glass of milk and a towel. And then he just quietly sits down and just covers yeah. himself in his God's ash and just, just has a great time. Yes. This. <laughs> can, can I, can I just float out an idea and you guys yes. can decide what oh, I be like? <laughs> um, there is a pile of mirror all over so that whenever they come and look at that, like it'll say unfaithful, which is the title of the carcass, but then it's also reflected on them for running, right? Ooh. Like, wow. Yes. This is okay. why your words have inspired that hit HBO show. <laughs> <laughs> this, this right here. No, that made you give me hiccups. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have to go get a drink of water. So you guys decide what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 play this out. Don't worry, it'll All be right. gross as fuck. How fast do you want to run? Under Mach one. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> My 
ears. Not enough to break the sound barriers. Okay, you gotta so draw the line somewhere. Five miles per hour? That is technically under my line. So be uh, specific. 